Unlocking What Was Cool. Hosted by Mike Lane and Neil Gilbert. Mike, there's no feeling like uh, talking with someone for a long time and then getting ghosted. Am I right? Mike? Hello? Huh. Oh, Mike must have left. This is weird. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Mike is actually still in England and Paris. So I guess the connection is so bad over there in uh, jolly old England. If you happen to live out there, if you're one of our European listeners and you happen to see somebody out there that looks a lot like Mike Lane, my co-host, you're not seeing things. He actually is gallivanting around there, seeing castles and hopefully hitting up the Twinnings Tea or Twinnings. Is it Twinnings or Twinnings? I'm actually not quite sure how to say it right now that I say it out loud, but he'll be back next week on next week's episode. But I didn't want to leave everybody hanging. We know that you like to listen to our podcast every week. So I thought instead of me sitting here talking to myself for an hour and a half, I'm not sure that I could uh, possibly pull that off. I thought it would be fun to uh, call on friend of the show, Marty Thompson, to join the show today. And he and I can talk a little bit about learning guitar. We both learned how to play guitar when we were young kids and uh, Mike didn't. So I figured that this would be a good topic to cover while he's away. And next week we'll get back into it with video games and music and movies and all that good stuff that we do every week here on the Unlocking What Was Cool podcast. So this one's going to be a bit more of a laid-back episode, me being the main host and Marty being the guest. So we're going to be, uh, you know, shooting the uh, shooting the you-know-what, talking about playing guitar as a kid, songs that we learned, bands that got us into the instrument, and so on. So it's going to be a lot of fun, and Marty's going to join the show in just a few minutes, so I'm looking forward to that. So uh, I don't have any opening topic to talk to myself about. That would be uh, borderline insane. So I guess I'll just uh, kick off the episode right now. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 20 of the Unlocking What Was Cool podcast, the show about all things retro that we love from our childhood. New episode every Thursday on all the major podcast services. We are the number one podcast on the internet, hosted by people named Mike and Neil. Mike is away today. You can support the show on patreon.com forward slash unlocking what was cool. Supporters at the $5 level get to submit and vote on our monthly Patreon elected episode. Last week, we talked about the classic 2003 film Freaky Friday. If you haven't already, go back and check it out. This week, like I already said, Mike is out of the country and still has not returned yet. Please send help. He's probably playing Smash Bros. with with King Charles or something. Um, so this week, I got friend of the show, resident number one Creed fan of the Unlocking What Was Cool community, Marty, to sit down with me and talk about looking back on the early days of learning to play guitar, the struggles, and the joys of uh, picking up a new instrument. So Marty, I gotta ask you, what is the best song by Creed to play on guitar? Oh, huh. Let me uh, let me think about that for a second. Um, yeah, you know what? Maybe 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 we'll just play it. Oh, okay. That sound good? Yeah. Mm. Heck yeah. Oh, shit. I missed that one up. That's okay. <laughs> I didn't get the right bend there. Hold on. I literally <laughs> feel like I'm at the 2001 halftime show right now. Let's go there. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, uh, higher is absolutely the best one because I didn't really anticipate learning a song as a joke and then <laughs> and enjoying it as much as i do yeah. if you listen to that song it like it just like it balances with like the drums and the vocals in such a like a kind of interesting way doesn't necessarily play to it like that like the dun, dun, dun. anyways yes that is by far yeah that is by far the best one to play because yeah that i mean that lick itself gets stuck in my head like more than 
more than most things. That's a banger song. And even like I was learning that on acoustic guitar the other day too, because the chorus I think is just, let me get, it's like D A G or D G A, something like that. And Mm -hmm. back and forth. And that's it back and forth. I was also learning the intro to uh, one last breath. Speaking of Creed, that's a, that's a really hard intro to play. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. That, well, whatever. Uh, we, I think we talked about this on this podcast already, but the guitar player this, uh, from that band is like unreal. Like he's revered as like actually being good. Yeah, he's probably going to be yeah, in you... top, top 10 of all time, I would say. <laughs> oh, what is this guy's name? Oh, Creed Film on Wikipedia, uh, on Google is beating uh, Creed Band. That's upsetting. Um, hmm. Yeah, Mark Tremonti. That's right. That's his name. Just just to, just to, just to put some credit on his name. Does he only played for Creed or is he ever like, do you know if he's crossed over to other bands? He was in the band that is called that everyone likes, uh, Alter Bridge. Alter Bridge that rings there's, a there's, bell. Yeah, they're they're kind of like they're there, like they're definitely dirt rock, but they're like there. It, for like sure. it shows up in like those gym playlists on Spotify that it's like pure adrenaline workout kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> or oh look, I just opened Rockin' Out, and this is the first song because it's go. alphabetical, obviously. All right, Alter yeah, Metalingus. That song rings a bell. Yeah, okay. What was it called? Metalingus. Metalingus. Okay, I thought you. I thought you said something else. No, nope. I thought this is a. I thought this is a rated G. Uh, rated G podcast. This Sorry. is. This Ooh. is a family podcast indeed. And I brought you on today to talk about learning how to play guitar, which is a very G-rated topic indeed. And uh, as you mentioned, you know, over the years, you learn songs ironically, like Creed, "Take Me Higher." That's just a great song, though. And I'm sure that you've had many songs over the years that you learned. Started off learning as a joke, but then, like later on, you mastered it to the point where you could probably join the band live and totally be a uh, self-proficient. Yeah, there's the odd one for sure. I mean, I think I learned all Blink-182 songs as a joke, ironically. <laughs> but then I was like, you know, then those songs are obviously good. I'm trying to think of this one in particular. I mean, I, I grew up um, listening to a lot of country music, so mm. I would learn those. But, you know, those are obviously just like so easy in, you know, just to play along to. So I feel like I would say like, just like Chattahoochee by Alan Jackson or like, and well, actually, mostly Alan Jackson songs I learned definitely as a joke. But it'd be like these songs are actually good, you know. I'm kind of down. Yeah, yeah. Hey, whatever gets you into the instrument, that's totally cool. Everyone has their own, I guess, influences that we're of course going to talk about today. So yeah, like many people that grew up in, I guess, that grew up anywhere around the world. Obviously, music is a huge part of our lives. Our parents get us into it. We're exposed to it in movies and video games. We've talked a ton about on this on this show. Uh, I was about 10 years old when I got my first acoustic guitar. Got it from Santa, you know. God for for Christmas. It was a some kind of an as you do as you do. You know, my parents. I guess they needed to uh, needed an excuse to get me a guitar. I was begging for one. My I that school year from like September to December, I was obsessed with. We didn't have like really good internet yet, so I was really just looking at like. They would sell guitars at like Canadian Tire, Zellers, and like Toys R Us and stuff. And like I would look at those because like I had no idea what Gibson and Fender was. So from age basically nine to ten, or I guess like I started the school year at age nine, got to Christmas, I was ten years old. That's when I got my first acoustic guitar. I don't even remember what the make was. Do you remember how old you were when you uh, when you got into playing music? Uh, I think I maybe got my first guitar when I was eleven. Okay. So I mean that kind of like what what is what is considered the standard time for kids? I don't know. Or like for guitar especially. I would but. think I would think it's probably between the age of ten and thirteen. I didn't really look that up, yeah. but I think any younger than that, and you're getting to like like it's like watching three year olds play hockey. Like it's just eleven kids chasing the puck at once. Like like the thing is like you're you're growing so much at that. Like from age like you know five to ten, like you're buying them a new guitar every couple of weeks because their hands are just getting bigger. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, eleven seems like it. It makes the most sense. I had a very similar thing where, yeah, where I like I had the interest and wanted to look to play it. So I think that was like enough. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like it's necessarily piano lessons where 
that's just like a go to this house and I just, I don't have to deal deal with you for an hour. You know what I mean? <laughs> Including the walk back. So yeah, um, I got mine around 11 and then, yeah, I, I definitely wanted a guitar for a while. And there was another kid in my, in my, in my class that also wanted one. So I think the parents sort of buddied up and that I started doing lessons with this kid as well. Oh, he cool. definitely did not keep playing it though. Uh, he, mm. uh, he, he abandoned it after a while. He had, he definitely had a Canadian tire guitar, yep. but I had a, I actually got lucky with my first one. I had like a, a Yamaha, like a decent Yamaha guitar that cool. like a family friend had sort of like recommended that my fan, like my, my, my parents get me mm-hmm. and it, it, I mean, I still play it to this day. It still works. So I got really lucky and there's a lot of people that would see it and be like, Oh, that's like a good guitar. It has like a really low action too. So I think it was that one person mm-hmm. who just said a couple things to my parents actually got me like a decent enough guitar to start with. I'm assuming the guitar you played with at the start deal was awful. Oh my God. It was so bad. Like the, the fretboard, like the, <laughs> it was like painted. So like when you like play the strings, it was a steel string acoustic guitar. It was a mini. So like it was four kids. It was definitely like a Toys R Us kind of purchase that I, I some, for some reason took it to guitar lessons. And I remember the guitar teacher after a few weeks being like, you, you need to get like a real guitar at some point. Cause <laughs> it definitely wasn't like it did the job. It, I learned how to play open chords and like how to, play Mary had a little lamb on it or whatever the heck it was that I was learning at that age, learn how to tune it, which was a whole challenge in itself. So I got like the basics down on that and that guitar, I, I I feel so bad because like you, you mentioned you still have, you still have your first guitar. I still have it. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's definitely, yeah, I figured what, so I'm, I'm just out of, just out of curiosity. So I still have mine. It has like a crack down the middle. It's not like, it's not the best, but I do remember people like, I didn't really, that was like the only guitar I owned for like over a decade it was just the one that i had and like i think like people that would play it would be like oh this is actually pretty nice so i never thought i really needed anything else Hmm. how did you how did you how did you get rid of your like what happened i just dumped it i just put it in the i think i just put it in the garbage like we (laughs) just just got rid of it like i remember (laughs) folded it up (laughs) in the the trash i just dumped it this this folds oddly easy you know (laughs) yeah i just dumped it right into a trash can lit the trash can on fire and walked away no i yeah i got rid of that i don't know when i think the strings just started snapping off and i didn't even i never i don't think i ever changed a string on that thing um so i played (laughs) it I played it from age 10 until, and then I got uh, my first quote unquote real guitar, uh, was age, I was third, it was my 13th birthday, I want to say. And it was a Squire, which is basically like the, uh, the Fender knockoff, I guess you'd call it. I think they're all made in the same Mm -hmm. factory. Um, but I got a Squire Strat. So the black and white Squire Strat, basically, a basically like if you can, if you're don't play guitar out there picture, I guess what every band has at some point, like the Eric Clapton kind of guitar. So I got that. It came with a really small Squire amp, and I played that basically from age 13 uh, to about age 18. Um, and then I got various other guitars uh, from other other means. I go to Long and McQuaid and pick out stuff over the years. But I'm really glad that my parents uh, actually bought me an instrument because they're not musicians or anything like that. So it was a, it was a big mm. investment or a big risk putting an electric guitar in a 13-year-old's room. But Go. Yeah, no yeah, kidding. but I at the age of ten, my parents were starting to um, introduce me and my siblings to music. That was a big part of our family. We put on CDs at night and everything, and they got me CDs at Christmas. Uh, Mike and I, we used to like trade CDs after Christmas break because we'd get like the Beatles and Queen and Led Zeppelin and Green Day and all these other bands. So we were getting into music a lot around age ten. So he he obviously went more towards the piano. Um, I went more towards guitar. So there's that, but. The main thing that got me into playing music at age 10, because um, I was trying to, I was thinking about it a lot this week, like what was it? Because a lot of people have that that mm-hmm. band or like that song or an uncle gives them an, an old guitar from their attic or whatever. But for me, it's funny. The thing that 
that influenced me to get into guitar most was Back to the Future. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Marty what? McFly Why? playing Johnny Be Good. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Okay. I have to. I have to stress this. Okay. This is. People are going to get really mad because they know what my first name is. I've never seen that movie, but basically out of spite. Really? Because everyone, yeah, because everyone's just like, oh, Marty McFly. And I'm like, okay, next question. Right. I just, so I've never actually seen it. So you're going to need to have to help me, but I will be upset that you mentioned that you called me Marty McFly. (laughs) I mean, I just, I actually called myself that. I'm sorry. Honest to God, I didn't put those two things together, but that's totally, I totally (laughs) get it. That's hilarious. No. So Marty McFly, uh, Michael J. Fox's character in Back to the Future, he's like this cool guy. He skateboards. He's obviously got a DeLorean time machine because of his his uh his friend uh doc brown christopher lloyd's character and he also plays guitar and it's not really it's only referenced at the beginning of the movie where they it's 1985 they try out for battle of the bands and they're playing the power of love as their um uh that's like their uh not rehearsal song uh their audition song and they uh they get told no they can't play the school dance the you're just too darn loud is what they're told by the the, the idiot mm. that's listening to them play and they're really good by the way like they're a really good high school band uh, so Marty McFly goes back in time to 1955 and he's uh, he has to fill in for the band because one of the band members guitar um, Marvin Berry uh, Chuck Berry's uh, cousin uh, breaks his hand because of something Marty did so he fills in for guitar for this band and he's playing you know like classic 50s songs like Earth Angel and whatnot and eventually they, they, they have to go on for an encore and they let him lead that concert right I'm spoiling Back to the Future mm. by the way um, now okay now I don't and, I definitely don't have to watch it no no I'm, I'm filling in all the gaps here for you it's an hour and a half but you don't need to see it but uh so he comes on and he's just like all right you guys kind of just follow along and he says you know this song's an oldie but it actually hasn't been written yet because it's johnny be good which is written a few years later right um so they basically rewrite history with that movie making it look like a white man wrote johnny be good even though it was a black man uh but that scene <laughs> i watched that scene on repeat so many times and just watched uh michael j fox play fake guitar um and that is what got me into playing music like i was like i want to learn how to do that and to this day marty this is true i never learned how to play johnny be good (laughs) (laughs) well you don't i mean i'm it's probably not that hard i think it is it's like it's like fast i never learned blues that's the thing like it's a really fast blues song basically so that's that it's that old kind of rock and roll style that i i mostly learned like you joked at the beginning there learning all the blink 182 songs and green day songs that's what i was doing i was mostly into pop punk if i had to pick a genre of music that like really i wanted to learn it was it was the green day and the sum 41 and simple plan and and all those Mm -hmm. and bad religion eventually and later on more acoustic stuff um but what about you? What, what what was kind of the um, the catalyst that got you into wanting to play guitar? So I, there's there's definitely one thing that comes to mind. I, I think I was maybe fortunate compared to you in that I had like a lot of like live music around me mm. when I was a kid. Yeah. So not my family, but like um, my my grandparents would host like a country music jamboree every year, which sounds lame. And when I would go, I'd be like, this is so lame. And now I know all the words to like crystal chandelier. by Charlie <laughs> Pride. That's like one of my favorite songs of all time, nice. just cause I heard it so many times. Mm. So I would have that. And then, um, one of my dad's friends, um, Ian, who has, has, has passed away. Actually, he would play guitar when we would go up to like, we would go up to like a hunting camp and stuff and just hang out and he would be able to just play and just have so much fun. Right. He would, he would make up songs or he would be able to have like a really good ear. And I, uh, my mom tells a story cause Ian was just like such a fun guy that she said that I told her that I just want to be able to play guitar like Ian does and just have fun with it. So that was definitely the impetus because, you know, I like, I was definitely like a musical kid for sure. I just didn't really know where to go with it. Mm -hmm. 
so then, yeah, obviously I got the guitar and then I got into lessons and maybe I'm assuming we're going to go through, we're going to go through our entire lives. Right? Yeah, yeah, basically. With this? Yeah, no? yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll lead us into the next, the next stage of this development. Okay. So I did, I did the, I did the uh, guitar lessons and it was a really great teacher. He actually was down here in Toronto at the, um, he did the Royal Conservatory of Music. Is that right? Is that a that thing? That sounds right. Something that sounds like that. familiar. Whatever that is. Anyway, yeah. so he, he had, a, he had a really nice, uh, he had a really nice diploma on the wall. I'm like, oh, this is fancy. Really good technical, <laughs> really good technical guitar guitar teacher okay. but the problem is i was so young that i didn't really know what i wanted to like okay learn per se like i remember learning uh heart of gold obviously yeah. all the sort of standards but i'm like okay this is fine and he had a he had definitely more of like a classical sort of mindset of what he was sort of teaching mm-hmm. so it's one of those things where like it didn't necessarily translate so i think i did that for two or three years i didn't really practice it much because it really kind of felt like work mm-hmm. and i put it away so I think that would have been about 13 or something. And we all know what happens when you're 13 and you are uh, hate your dad or whatever. You just start getting into like pop punk yeah. and just getting into music that you actually sort of like felt a, a vested interest in. So like I have the funny story of basically putting my guitar away and putting it in the closet for like less than a year for sure. Like probably only eight or nine months. Mm-hmm. But then in that span, I had like essentially developed a music taste. It was listening to these songs being like, I should try to play this again. Yeah. And so I picked it back up and tried to play it. So uh, what I always say is if I didn't get into guitar music, I maybe wouldn't have even picked up the guitar in the first place to try to learn some of these songs to get back into it that way. Because it really did feel like, for me, it definitely felt like the bit of the piano lesson or piano teacher type stuff. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, my teacher is really good. And I'm sure there's people listening here who will have children eventually and who will will probably put them in music lessons. Like It is ultimately just such a difficult thing to navigate because for me it was like i wanted to play guitar but i didn't really know how to express it like he would explicitly ask me what i want to learn and i'm like i don't know i'm good with playing with whatever because i didn't you know i didn't necessarily know but once i had that 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 actual tangible goal it completely changed it so if you got kids just be chill just be chill (laughs) they'll figure it out yeah music lessons were a big thing obviously like when my parents got me the guitar a couple months later i was put into uh guitar lessons it was at a i played hockey with a kid who lived in my neighborhood and he ran a music school out of his house they had like a um like a house that you could in theory rent out the basement but instead he he turned his basement into like a music school so like all the different bedrooms and whatnot were like like the drums were basically where the kitchen would be um there was like a a room like they're all soundproof rooms so you had like different instruments my sister even took violin lessons there um and that's the place where i would go and for the first year I'm, i'm sure you know you're basically just learning open chords because yeah. it's a weird thing now to be, we're almost 30. I'm, I'm At least I'm almost 30. Uh, we're in our late 20s. We'll go with that. And um, it's weird to put yourself back in those shoes of being a kid and not have the muscle memory of just like a simple, I remember a G chord being the hardest thing. Like I, I couldn't figure out how to stretch my, my fingers like that. And now it's like the chord that you play first when you pick up a guitar, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but like, and then switching from a G to a C to a D to an A, like all of that took hours of rehearsing in in my bedroom over and over and over again and like I have callus now on my fingers which I didn't have at the time so like your fingers hurt like hell but you're just trying to learn how to play I'm just trying to learn how to play I'm leaving on a jet plane like that's the song that they're trying to teach me how to play right (laughs) just all these really basic tunes nothing really that I was listening to it was a lot of like you know the 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 song book that you get in school with your recorder and it's like okay I got to learn these basic nursery rhyme songs basically or uh, maybe brown eyed girl was in there I can't like that might have been like the only like the song that I would 
maybe remotely know. Um, so I, I probably did that for about a year on that uh, that really crappy guitar that I was telling you about that I wish I had. Um, up until he taught me, my teacher, who was probably only like 15 at the time, so he had a lot of, he looked like he was 30 to me because I was only, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, like he looked yeah. like he was you know ancient, but he was probably in high school or whatever. Um, he eventually, he knew that I liked, I was getting into Green Day. So he taught me uh, Good Riddance, which is Time of Your Life, which is Let's go. one of my favorite songs, man. And that, if you don't, if you're like a year into playing guitar, not an easy song to play. Um, and that's the song mm-hmm. that he made me play or I chose to play as my first recital. Uh, as as is the case in music schools, usually at the end of every year, all the students and maybe one grown adult line up and they play a song live in front of a group of people, all the parents. Um, and everyone is pretty good. Like you got some kids playing piano that are great. And then you got me trying to play good riddance on guitar. And in, in retrospect, it wasn't good. And I, I can remember that feeling of being absolutely petrified of playing music in front of a, a group of people. And it, it takes me back, man. Cause like I, in high school, I eventually got into playing for a band. We weren't, we weren't all that great, but I played bass in a band in high school and I loved playing. I learned to love to play live music in high school. And then even now, like I jammed with Mike, we played one live show at a grocery store randomly just before the pandemic. So playing in front of people is, is a ton of fun for me, but did do you remember, or d- did you ever get much experience eventually transitioning from playing recitals or in bars or anything like that? Just a quick aside, yeah. that that show at that grocery store yeah. would be is such pod lore. Yeah, like imagine there was somebody who was there and actually like I like imagine like there was someone who listened to the podcast that was there. <laughs> like I, I like to imagine someone being like, oh my god, I totally did go to like. I live in Toronto. I totally went to a grocery store where there, like, there were those two. Like, well, that was must have been them. That, I really want that to happen. Oh man, like a misconnection. You know what I mean? That'd be awesome. And that's the thing is, like, a lot of people don't know that Mike and I we were really getting into like trying to play live music uh, in late 2019, mm. early 2020. I think this was around February of 2020. And if there was no pandemic, we probably never would have started the podcast. I would have to bet that we likely would have just been like a, a bar band or something just to, for fun. That That's yeah. really what we were getting into. And then a month later, everything was shut down. We couldn't even get together and jam anymore. Um, but like the first two months of 2020, we were really, we were rehearsing, like we went over to each other's house a couple yeah, you times. Played quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, we were playing a couple times a month together and then we played one live show and then the world shut down. So the greatest rock band ever might've been snuffed out because of COVID. <laughs> Who knows? But anyway, uh, what about you? Did you remember playing your first uh, song? What song was it? If you remember that? Oh, wow. That's a good one. So I, so I put on a, when in high school, I ended up actually, we, I grew up in a very small high school. I had no friends that played guitar. Well, I had one that kind of played guitar, but he didn't. He didn't really actually give it. <laughs> so it was just kind of me. Uh, and again, I didn't really have anybody to jam with or anything. So I in in grade twelve, I put on a like a actual sort of like coffee house thing. Cool. Um, so we held that. Um, and the song I I definitely played "Sugar We're Going Down" for sure. Nice. Uh, if you know, you know. <laughs> uh, what else? I, I played. I played another. I played a country song, and then I played. A song by the band Bayside, who I was really into at the time, which was a fun one. Was that, are, they, um, are they the one that do that? Um, uh, what's their What's their popular song? The one about um, devotion and desire. That's the one. Yeah, yeah I always yeah. get Bayside. I didn't do that. I one. get Bayside and Broadside mixed up because they get recommended to me a lot on Spotify, and it's like these bands. Uh, one of them needs to change their name. Broadside. Oh, I haven't recommended. I think that they do uh, not Coffee at Midnight. That's Stand Atlantic. What the hell is their song? I care. What? I'll, I'll, I, I know all my Bayside songs. <sighs> Oh, bro, you're talking about, you're talking about, I think I'm talking about broadside now, but anyway. Oh, I said broadside. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry, that actually, that doesn't answer the question. The first, (laughs) the first song I ever played in front of, I just remember this now. The first song I ever played in front of people was City and Color song, actually. 
It was okay. uh, Body in a Box um, off of the second album. Okay. So I played that because it was like a classic G, C, E minor, D. Nice. Uh, the golden four, if you know, you know, again, <laughs> uh, but I like just sort of fumbled through it and I sang it and I did the whole no. thing and that was pretty cool. Cause my, yeah. Cause my oh, parents cool. were there. Like we were just like, we we're just hanging out, just doing sort of like jams where I'd hang out at this country music sort of jamboree thing. And I'd play along and they were like, do you want to play something? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I did that one. And I, I do remember being very petrified, yeah. but that the coffee house was there at Fanshawe when I went away to school, I did a couple of those, which was kind of cringe. Uh, I don't, I don't think they were they weren't very good. Hmm. Uh, what else happened? Oh, I I definitely played one and brought it and brought a girl and then uh, nice. we maybe went on one date and after that so that was, was that, that was, was that the date you took sure. her? You're like, hey, do you want to come watch me play music? <laughs> no, it was it was, it was awful. So like basically, <laughs> I I I knew I was gonna go do this and then my buddy down there who's a, a good guy, he was like, oh, I'll come with you know. And, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then eventually, like I mentioned, I was doing this and she's like, well, I want to come with my friend. And it's like, okay, sure. Like whatever. And then we did it and it wasn't very good. I'm trying to think what song I would have played. Uh, you, were, you were developing a fan base though. Oh, That's pretty good. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I would say, okay, if I, okay, I'm going to answer this question properly. I ended up doing a, a, a thing um, in my hometown. I played like one show and I didn't, got in, I didn't get invited back. So mm. we all know why. No, it's because it's because I did play I Write Sins Not Tragedies in a brutal way. Like it was not very That's good. That's not like a, you like by yourself? You tried to play? A yeah, I kind of like stripped it down. Mm. I tried to do it kind of just like chill. That was pretty bad. But I did bring it back with a song by John Mayer. Uh, this is a this is gonna come way out of left field. I really hope somebody gets this one. I gotta look it up. It's off of the you one. Your body album is. Where please he, tell me you did. Body is a wonderland. Your body is a wonderland. That's the John Mayer no. song you gotta do. <laughs> no, it was uh. So it's like I okay. I have to scroll down to Spotify because it's definitely the one album that no one listened. To. So it was when he when he started wearing the big floppy hat. Yeah. So born and raised was the album. There's a song on there called Walt Grace's Submarine Test, January 1967. Classic. Uh, yeah, we all know that one. <laughs> Actually, listen to it. Listen to it. I'm not gonna say it. it's pretty good. Okay. This is sort of like a sort of a tale about a guy who just like drove a submarine into the lake, uh, and and what? came up in Japan or something. What's his song? It's that, very, it, what's his album that everybody with an acoustic guitar covers? Was it it's a room of squares? Room for squares. Room for squares. I think yeah, so. Yeah. The guy that got but off I, the but, train or whatever. <sighs> Neil, I was alt. I had to pick something that was a well, little bit. Off. I, I'm 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 going off of John Mayer's, you know, celebrated, you know, but ultimately forgotten. Right. Uh, 2012 release. So I was I was cool like that. But that that would be my actual like peak of playing a song in front of people that was good okay. by myself. Not by myself. Not bad. I even appreciate like the city and color song. Like you didn't go with like Save Your Scissors or um, Coming Home, like no. the the really big like junior high middle school dance songs that we heard. Well, I would I would say that like Sleeping Sickness for me, oh, like song. that song yeah. is is like my go to sort of guitar sort of like jam, I guess. Because I just find that the strumming pattern mm-hmm. of that song, if you listen to it, it is very it's very vibe. What you should have done is you should have like started with a City and Color song and then like meshed it with an Alexis on Fire song just to like really get the fans going. Oh man, he actually does that live. Dallas ah, does that that's uh, so for cool. I think for Coming Home. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, there's a there's a live version on Spotify. You can look at very very sick, very sick. Okay. So yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah. So okay. Well, uh, so I'm okay. I'm supposed to continue the song along the process. Do you have anything else written down? How can I bring this <laughs> podcast along to the next stage in our lives? 
where, where, where did you where did you go after playing these coffee houses what where, where did your sort of music taste evolve yeah i mean like i mean just going back to like when i was a kid even just like learning how to play like open chords was really tough eventually going back to the basement uh school that i was a part of i quit that after about a year and so that brings me up to i guess about age 11 or 12 i was mostly just practicing at home on my own uh picking up songbooks here and there like from the library or whatever it was um trying to learn how to play sheet music which is another thing that a lot of guitar players struggle with is learning how to play like you mentioned before i'm sure that your music teacher was probably trying to teach you the um uh eat a uh, what, what is the um uh, people are yelling at me right now probably the face is the the lines between the lines you know what i'm talking about uh oh yeah yeah when when yes. gu- the staff the staff. staff yes 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 but well all all this time not knowing that guitar tabs exist um i remember my cousin i think this might have been before i started taking quote unquote like real guitar lessons i would say like the ones that i really enjoyed going to my cousin introduced me to the website every guitar player knows and that's ultimateguitar.com and that just changed my world, man. Like he, he, he introduced me to that. And all of a sudden I realized that I could learn how to play every song I had ever known, basically. And it's all user generated. People uh, submit songs and then you get like like 12 versions of one song and you have to try and figure out which one is the good one. Um, that was probably towards the beginning, end of grade eight, beginning of grade nine, I think that I started uh, doing that. And uh, my parents figured, okay, you know, our, our, he's, he's really, you know, playing more and more guitar in his, in his uh, bedroom. He's still not getting very good probably. So let's, let's put him into a, 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 a let's put him into a different guitar school. So somebody that I played baseball with, uh, their, their son was in guitar uh, lessons with this guy that, uh, again, does music out of his basement. And a really good, really chill guy. And uh, so I went to his, uh, I guess, school for, I'd say about four years, every Saturday, three or four years. Every Saturday, my dad would drop me off, started off just a half an hour a weekend, and then we eventually progressed to an hour a day which was oh, wow. really, yeah, a, a one hour guitar lesson dude is so sick it's awesome like we yeah. we got to the point where we would jam we would like learn songs together and like play and he was into everything so we would learn like i think the first song we learned together was danny california which <sighs> whoa good, let's go. good song I, it was probably danny california that might have been the first guitar solo i think i ever learned was the solo from danny california which is a pretty sick solo actually he taught me like how to use a um like a uh, whammy bar, like the whammy bar and like the pedal and everything, the wah-wah pedal. So that was pretty cool. Like he taught me the intro to Black Dog by Led Zeppelin, which I feel like every guitar player knows how to play. Uh, and like, you know, he was he was interested in like the songs that I was getting into in high school, which was like, you know, the uh, very emo, like like Avenged Sevenfold songs. Occasionally we learned that. But then he would also try and teach me like jazz and music theory, uh, which unfortunately didn't go anywhere for me. I feel like I'm not as proficient of like hearing songs and knowing to like riff on them as I should be. He was really trying to teach me how to use the right scales at the right time and putting together chords mm. properly, which like I still to this day don't know how bands write like 700 songs. It's it's just baffling to me that the band without like ripping off each other constantly, which I guess I guess that they do. So I remember going for three recitals for him. So I guess I was there for about three years and then gave it up and just kind of became more of like a uh, just a practicing guitar player in my room and occasionally meeting up with Mike to play there. Um, but yeah, I really, I really did enjoy getting good enough that I could finally play guitar solos. That was a lot of fun. I know I, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that since you started playing country, not a lot of guitar solos in country songs, I could be wrong, but do you remember like learning your like shredding of like your first solo? Oh, shredding my first solo. The, yeah, we did. It doesn't really count, but we did kids by MGMT also in high Rock school on, and for like a recital, which was very cool. We did it in the style of the kooks, uh, a band that a band that no one should actually like for any reason. <laughs> that's that's my personal opinion as someone who does definitely mess with a couple of their albums. Okay. So that was one where I kind of like I kind of like made my own one. 
And it was like one of those where once you actually sort of craft it yourself. Nice. You feel, yeah, you do feel like very, very. You made it up. There's some, there's some special about that. Yes, for sure. Uh. Definitely. And then, yeah. And then, yeah, like kind of just like you're kind of like noodling around and it just took like, obviously I didn't even really know. I didn't really have a concept of like, even like a key or like which notes to sort of go, go for it. But I, I would be able to pick it up and play it again, which is interesting that I would still have that. But yeah, doing that for the first time, for sure. Playing individual notes like that in a row is like, is always just such a trip. It still is like to be able to actually execute that is just, just, it does just feel so good. Mm -hmm. And even like building up the muscle memory of like learning how to bend a string properly and like hammer-ons and pull-offs become your best friend, obviously. And the difference between soloing on an acoustic guitar, which is what I started on and what I play mostly now is acoustic guitar. And then the difference like switching over to an electric guitar, which is way different. Like it's... It's night and day. I, I kind of miss having an electric guitar because you can practice on them and not make like they basically make no sound when you're playing them. And then you plug Which it into yeah, it's awesome. And then you like an acoustic guitar, like you look at it and it makes a sound. It's it's like so it's so hard to play that thing while there's people sleeping in the house, mm. unfortunately. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's so it's it's funny you mentioned playing like electric. So this is this I'm just gonna keep telling potential parents things they need to know. This about. is a parenting podcast right, now. Cor- yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it should be with Mike out of the. We've got no more kids on the show. It's the adult time. It's the adult time. The dads are that's, dads that's are talking the, now. It's the most cutting thing I've ever said about Mike. Uh, here's a weird aside uh, for Mike's thirtieth birthday. I'm not sure if this has been referenced on the podcast or not, but we did do like a sort of a special uh, 30th birthday podcast for Mike. So we interviewed, obviously you were on it, Mm -hmm. but a lot of his friends were. Uh, And one of the most cutting things someone said about Mike was that, uh, yeah, you you like all this guitar music, but you never tried to learn guitar. So that's kind of strange. Yeah. And then after that, that felt that felt that felt really hurtful. But I know that Mike took it the right oh, way. Oh yeah, he he can take a joke. He he's he's got a thick skin. <laughs> being friends with me for oh, yeah, twenty five years at this point, he, he knows how to take a joke. He he yes. did learn how to play guitar though. I think he can play. I think it was in college. Yeah, he can play in, in university. I think he was starting to learn how to play. I'm guessing it was to learn Phoebe Bridger songs. If I had to guess. <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah there was also another uh, good part about phoebe bridgers that that podcast will live that'll live in the dms okay uh, that'll live in the dms anyways sorry so yeah so this is a parenting podcast so <laughs> what i would say for number two for potential parents is that make sure to get your kid good equipment yeah like make sure to like instill in them it spend money i'm sorry it sucks but you need to spend money because so to finish to finish my sort of guitar sort of cycle i had this acoustic guitar. I bought one electric guitar. It sounded like crap. I didn't really know why. I didn't really care too much. I still just sort of played my acoustic. So a couple years ago, this grandma who had these um, these country music jamborees, um, she gave me and a bunch of our cousins uh, a, some money as an inheritance. You know, for she's 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 still with us, thank God. But you know, she will. You know, she she we we aren't necessarily in the will, so she's she's given us this this cash. It wasn't like it wasn't a crazy amount of money, but I thought, oh wow, that's like really kind. And the first thing I thought was like, well, I should buy a guitar. Nice. Like I should buy a nice guitar, and I should just have it. So the guitar I actually have here has I bought like a little plaque and put it on there oh, nice. uh, with her name on Aww. it. So, anyways, I had a nice like a nice electric guitar, and um, I really started to play again as of like the last couple of years. And I have improved as a guitar player probably five or 10 times. 
like the amount that I was before I started playing this guitar. Like, I can't stress this enough. Obviously, it had to do with like my sort of frame of mind and wanting to learn these songs, but like to have a guitar, a nice guitar that I could play Mm -hmm. and was easy to play and it sounded good, that made me such a better player, Neil. Like, I can't describe, like it just, it just felt like it's something like a mental, not a mental block, but you're like, oh, like, you know, uh, maybe I'm not that good, you know, I play for whatever, but then all of a sudden you're like, oh no, like this is totally achievable and totally attainable. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, Neil, I did not read this book that I'm about to reference for the podcast, but I will say I did okay. because it makes it seem like I'm smart. Okay. I just finished last weekend a book called Guitar Zero, and it was written by a, a neuroscientist called Gary Marcus. Okay. Um, and it's a very, if, if people are interested in this conversation, I'd highly recommend getting this at least on audiobook or something because he describes learning how to play guitar. He has no musical talent whatsoever, but he's learning and he's like 38 or something or 39 because mm-hmm. he's like, love music. I've always wanted to give it a try. And he explains in some pretty interesting detail how your brain actually like adopts and learns this kind of stuff. Yeah. For example, our brains are not designed to. Um, actually there's no part of our brain that is designed and actually geared towards music. So music is sort of like a, a thing that humans have sort of evolved into. Mm-hmm. So it's about like connecting all those different parts of the brain. Uh, there's really good interviews with like, uh, Tom Morello. Um, he has a really good quote saying that like the best thing he ever learned about how to play guitar or like the most influential thing was listening to like, uh, I think it was like Dr. Dre, hmm. uh, because he just he sort of understood rhythms. Wow. He was like he was understanding the rhythms he was listening to, and then like obviously he has that you know it's been beaten to death, but he has that very specific guitar style. Yep. Um, anyways, if you if anyone's interested in this, I'd highly recommend reading the book because it was just it was just cool to like as someone who's learned how to play guitar to actually sort of like understand that like, that science was very cool. Yeah, just understanding the mindset of like, especially if you're you said he's what thirty nine when he started to learn how to play. He was 39 awesome. and he had like, and he's, and he has like brutal, like brutal rhythm and stuff like that. But he had a really good one about, um, he did a, this is, this would be a funny scene. Actually, there is a photo in the book. It's good. He went to like a, he went to like a sort of a summer camp for musicians, which I, I mean, that sounds like that would have been sweet. It's like band, but so just band, for band camp, literally. Band camp, technically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. Sorry. There's, there's another name for it. I can't <laughs> think of it. Anyway. So, uh, he went and it was like, obviously all these like kids who were like unreal at all these different instruments. And there was just this like 39 year old man playing bass but he talked about how he had the experience of actually listening to music and understanding music to the point where all these kids were trying to play like at 100 percent. but he was actually sort of like arranging the band if that made sense being like no that shouldn't be there it should be this or it should be this where like you sort of like he can you know he can tell that his brain is already sort of accustomed to music even though he doesn't necessarily have the rhythm piece Mm -hmm. or or like the actual playing piece anyways there's a bunch of really neat excerpts but i just wanted to throw that out there because if anyone is interested in this i'd recommend that book it was really cool that's such an interesting perspective though that like music is not a natural thing because like it's it's weird i guess because when you think about it there would have been a time with humans that there was definitely no music but like i can't imagine life without it like ever since like yeah. I have memories of being an infant, like hearing songs over the PA in the grocery store or like l- listening to my parents talk about the Beatles or whatever. Like just it's always mm-hmm. and it's in movies. Obviously, Disney movies get music in you at a very young age. And then like the, one of my favorite films of all time, of course, School of Rock, like that one is based around starting oh, a band, man. which is just an iconic film from the 2000s. But it's true. Like like you're not born with this. I mean, some people are born with like just the natural ability to play every instrument, pick up songs quickly. Uh, they can play by ear, which I never learned how to do, but you can like, you can 
learn to be, like you said, I would probably say like if you have never played an instrument before and you want to learn one, first you have to pick one, I guess, is that's kind of the hard part. But once you once mm-hmm. you get through that, you know, you go to Long and McQuaid, you pick out a guitar from their wall, you bring it home. I'd say probably maybe 30 minutes, 15 to 30 minutes a day. If you did that every day for a year, you would probably, oh, you're going to be, you're gonna be a, well enough definitely to play live and like to be in a band if you want to, like impress your friends um like sing like that was another thing for me that i wanted to talk about was learning how to sing and play guitar at the same time i'm impressed that you learned how to do that basically right away you you mentioned like the first time you played you were singing city and color songs and stuff when i was a kid playing guitar i could not talk or do it i could i could hardly breathe when i was playing guitar there was times when like you have to remind yourself (laughs) to breathe when you're learning your scales or your chord progressions and stuff Um, there was that, but then like, I remember I'd try and learn like the simplest songs too, like the easiest chord progressions. I can't remember what they were now, but, um, learning how to play like the Beatles and just trying to like switch up chords and sing at the same time. Couldn't do it. And I remember it was, I think it was, it was probably not until like 2017, 2018 or whatever, when I was, I was going out to visit Mike in London. And he was getting into jamming with uh, Harrison and, and some of the other guys out there. And he had a guitar, and we were playing, uh, like, Weezer and Green Day and whatever else and Jimmy Eat World. And uh, we all just kind of started singing along to the songs. Like, they had already learned, Mike and everyone else had already learned how to sing and play at the same time. And that's probably when mm-hmm. I started learning how to sing and play at the same time. And, again, I got I got way better at it in, uh, in 2020 because I was practicing – for probably close to like an hour a day, most days from like September of 2019 all the way through 2020. I was playing pretty much every day for a half an hour to an hour. And I was getting really good at like finger picking and stuff. Cause I was playing mostly acoustic. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, like if you, if you, if you get into it now, like if you're a young kid or if you're an adult, you can definitely do it. But I, I like the tip that you gave too about investing in decent equipment because yeah. getting into an instrument can be an expensive uh, investment right off the bat. Uh, I know that you can get some pretty decent like beginner kits these days. Um, that's what I yeah totally can. yeah that's what I got. Yeah. That was the Squire one. Like it came with the case and uh, the picks. Like you get like six Dunlop picks or whatever. Uh, you get your amp <laughs> and your cable. It's a pretty crappy amp, but that's not as important. At least you get a decent guitar right off the bat, and then you can kind of upgrade your uh, your gear later. Um, yeah, because it, it really it just like if 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 what it's it's very hard to explain if someone who doesn't know music, but if like if what you're playing doesn't necessarily reflect. Like if you think you're playing it right and it doesn't sound great or it doesn't sound like that pleasing to the ear, that can really like, you know, that can, that can deter you in some way. If you don't, if you can't actually understand what you're playing, is not correct. If that makes any sense, mm-hmm. that is correct. So like, I just, I just went back and played my cousin played guitar, I think for exactly 30 seconds and then got rid of his, <laughs> his like acoustic is his electric guitar that, that I thankfully got. And like, I just went back and played it, um, a couple weekends ago actually when i was up north put new strings on i'm like i want to see how this sounds and it's like oh god this sounds awful Mm. like i was prepping to jam with some people and i'm like oh this is like i can't even tell if what i'm playing is right to be (laughs) honest like there were some hard songs i'm like i'm not gonna learn a cars song right now this sounds awful (laughs) but like that yeah that that is so important just for that aspect and then like you know, it was interesting. The reason why I picked up this book is because, again, I started playing guitar again. And, like, I started to, like, learn a lot of stuff and, and felt like that 
that sort of that ramping up of your ability, right? And it was like, oh, this is so cool that I could still do this. You know, obviously I'm still young, but you're like, oh, like to, to still have that exponential growth, growth the same way I did as a teenager. And in the book, you know, the, he stresses this in, in a really neat way. It's you know, language and language and musicianship and sort of understanding music. They use similar parts of the brain, but they're different. Some people, like obviously everyone has language. Not everybody has music, but they do work in the same way. So learning a language is very similar to learning a, learning uh, music, and it uses the same parts of the brain. So like th- that that is really cool to me. And that you know we'll we'll always have music, Neil. That's the thing. Like we'll always be able to play this stuff. You know, as long as we're obviously physically able to. But like that's something that's so cool to be able to have for the rest of your life as well. Right? Yeah, it's it's weird how it's like a transferable skill that like is a social thing. Like we socially get together and play music. Like I never thought that that would mm. be a thing. That like when I was learning how to play guitar. You really only need, like, once you learn your basic open chords, you can kind of get by. Um, and that's what I like about it. That's what I love about the hobby is that you can take it as short or as long as you want. Ooh, you can take it as short or as long as you <laughs> want to take it. Like, you can, I can learn just straight open chords and I can play higher by Creed by only playing four chords. Or I can do what you did and learn the little fills in between the verses and stuff. Or you can get technical and start to learn other stuff like, like power metal or intricate jazz. Like, you can learn different keys and different tunings. Or you can just keep your guitar and open E, E open to tuning it the entire life if that's what you want to do um so you can stretch that ball like as much as you want in different directions and you can play it as little or as much as you want for me there's just something about seeing an acoustic guitar or a guitar in a room like it for me a room just feels like 20 percent more comfortable if i can see a guitar in it for some reason there's something about it i can hear you you're ready to jam right now so i won't keep you for too much longer um but that ooh. Oh man! Oh. I, uh, sorry, I I didn't have it on my. Uh, sorry, I just totally came in way too loud there. I'm sorry. I couldn't hear the guitar. I was trying <laughs> to do uh, like a real tasteful, like when I come uh, in and just ruin your your, your podcast like, with Mike all the time by just playing tunes. You were like trying to do like a and like the end of a '90s movie where you can hear the music starting to swell up and going into the credits. Yeah, like yeah I'm yeah. walking out. Hey, coach. Thanks. Then it plays higher. But I, we'll, we'll, we'll do all script. Thanks for coming out, everybody. <laughs> no, just kidding. The podcast not done. It's not nah. done. Sorry, sorry for doing. For the, I just when you said higher, I'm like I gotta Ooh, pick up my guitar. That's true. I, I triggered right you. Now. I triggered you. I, need to play I won't take too much more of your time because I do know you're a very busy man <laughs> learning how to play Creed songs, which is an interesting thing to do in 2023. But so I do want to ask you. <laughs> we've talked about learning. You learned how to play guitar at the age of 11. You've done various gigs over the years. You tried to impress a girl by taking her on a date to watch you play. Uh, no, I write sins, not tragedies. It went, uh, mm. we'll, we won't talk about that. Sour. Yeah, a little sour. But uh, where do you see your, I guess, uh, career playing guitar in your adulthood? I know you mentioned, you mentioned a lot about teaching kids how to play guitar. Is that something you think you would do? Like teach, teach the next generation how to play? Because it feels like guitar music these days is not as popular as it used to be. So where, what, what, mm. what do you, what, what kind of a guitar player do you see yourself being like in the future? I really could have sealed the deal on that date, though. Actually, now that I think about it, there was definitely a moment outside that it could have, I could have, I could have made up for all the, the my the the sins that I wrote ah. on the date. <laughs> oh man, oh, that, that, that's, that's just, a tragic you, joke, there, Marty. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Tragically hip. Ah. Now, now we're talking. There we go. Uh, where do I where do I see my career? Um, I mean, for me, I mean, for me, I sort of gave up playing songs for people and just sort of like doing that kind of stuff just because 
you know, I just like you, Neil, I think I just found playing with people to be so much more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a group of friends, Mike's in that, that we've, we've played. Actually, we just got together for the first time in a couple of years, just this past weekend. And we jammed out some old favorites like, uh, Hoobastank. Great. Uh, that's, that's a classic. Uh, we played uh, a bunch of, uh, uh, bunch of, uh, songs by the bare naked ladies and stuff. We ended up actually playing one show. Uh, that was in my garage that we just was at a party that I hosted. So everyone for, fortunately had to be there. We should have sold tickets. So I was like kind of the, the last show I played as I was, I guess, five or six years ago. That was at Canada um, Day. That was Canada Day. I was Were there. you there? I was there. <sighs> why didn't you hop in? Why didn't you hop on? Dude? I was too nervous, oh, I guess man. it was our thing. It was your thing. Yeah, Mike was so excited, man. We came out to, I think that might have been the weekend that I came out and I jammed with Mike and uh, with Harrison. Oh, totally. Was, you yes. were, I guess you weren't there. Dan was there though. So we were playing and, his, and that was, he was like, all right, we're going to go play a show at a barbecue. Yeah, I was, I was there. That's sick. What songs did we play? We played, played Brian played, Wilson. You played Brian Wilson. You played Hit Me Baby one more time. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Okay, that one. Yeah, people actually lit up. I also had a date at that one that also wasn't happy with me at the end of the night. So mm. that just keeps happening. She's not um, the right. She yeah. wasn't the right one then. If she wasn't the right one. When, yeah. she, when she heard me just jam into that, just like just fully vibing, it was it was a bad idea. What I guess what I would what I would like it to be is just to, you know, if there's an opportunity to to teach anybody guitar like a, you know we have a neighbor back home that uh, uh that lives next to uh, my parents that you know they have a kid who is coming to that age who wants a guitar and it's like hey like you know just to try to keep it open and be like i'd like to be able to sort of just again like i said just sort of keep it easy going because i know the way that i learned guitar it was very much you know i i had all the I had all the skills sort of laid out to me, mm-hmm. more or less, if that makes any sense. And like I picked the odd one here and there. And then when I really wanted to learn at different stages of my life, I really, you know, got into it and really just jumped in and had it. And like for me, I think that's so important where you're just, you know, you want to be able to, at least for me, is just sort of foster that type of thing with with anybody that that crosses my life, to be honest. And then for, in terms of playing shows, I mean other than being a screaming hardcore guy because now that I'm now that I'm bald and I'm gonna start getting jacked I yep. think that's like the only thing I can really do uh, it, but hundred percent I would I would absolutely love to do that at least once in my life that that's actually a bucket list thing you Let's do, play? I like that okay that's a hundred percent yeah to like front like just to fully front a, a hardcore band just to be the screaming guy you want to be like the singer I, too or you want to just be the guitar player I mean, I could be the I could be the singer, um, oh. or I could play the guitar player too. I mean, I can kind of do a, a funny scream that I don't that I'm just sort of like doing very muffled, okay. but I just get like I can I can I can do a pretty good one. So just putting that out there, if anyone in Toronto, I know that there was just this pretty sick show at Christy Pitts. That's uh, actually I know I had a friend that was there. If anybody needs someone just to do an AFI cover or something, let me know. <laughs> I'm in. That's 100% awesome. In. Okay, so you want to either so you either want to <laughs> you either want to teach the youth. How to play their uh, their their C's and D's, or you want to be the front man of a screamo band? Is that what I'm? And I at? and I like yeah, and I'm like causing okay. people to bleed and just causing immense oh. physical pain for everyone. But it's it's okay because they want that apparently. That's right. That's what they tell me. It's so. like it's like Limp Bizkit at Mudstock '99. What was that? Mudstock. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what about what about you, Neil? Where yeah. where do you see your stuff going? I I love learn. I love playing acoustic guitar. That's kind of where I'm at right now. I'd like to. Uh, it's just it's really just a time thing for me, man. Like I'd like to try and dedicate mm. more time. Uh, like that's kind of my thing is just being able to I think dedicate half an hour a day to playing guitar I think is honestly like the threshold for me in terms of playing guitar I would like to get more proficient Mm. I feel like I should be better than I am 
I'm at that point where I know that my, my fiance loves it when I play guitar. She seems to think I'm very good. I don't think I am all that good, to be honest with you. Um, but I would like to be able to get to the point where I can play like a coffee shop like, at some point, like just casually for like, get like a 45 minute set, half an hour set, just so I can like pop in and leave at some point. Maybe not now, but like maybe like when I'm older, like later on in my career, just like something to do, chill. Um, so many, cool. so many coffee shops here in Toronto. It's not hard. You throw a stone, you hit 10 of them. Um, yeah. so, and there's always people like every time, like we walk down, uh, Danforth road in Toronto, there's a lot of restaurants and you'll see people playing. Sometimes it's like a, a like a real rock band playing like the tragically hip or something. And then occasionally it's just a guy playing guitar sitting on a chair. And like, I'd like to do that again. I did do the bar thing in high school. And, uh, like you mentioned before, it's great when you meet up with a group of friends that you love that you want to play music with. It's also not as much fun when you're playing with people who you either don't know or don't necessarily get along with. That's actually terrible. Mm. It's actually freaking awful. Um, but uh, when you do play with people that you like, it's great. I, I like the idea of just going out on my own or with you guys if we can. So, But I, I like your idea of like trying to teach a neighbor or a friend or a nephew or a kid of your own guitar or music in general. I think it's really important. It's a huge part of my life, and I would like to carry that forward. I think it's going to be impossible. If my kids are like one of these weird people that say they don't like music, I'm definitely going to disown them. Like, I'll, oh, yeah. I'll book, allow, book on tape, kid, for sure. Oh, my God. Like, if, if I, like, I'll take any lifestyle, like anything that they have. But if they say that they don't ever want to hear music, like they're out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you could live I mean, like that. It's it's a rare one too. Like it's not it's not that common for the something like that. I also to don't happen. love it when people say that they listen to everything. Like that kind of bothers me too. But listening to nothing is even worse. That's a uh, that's a big uh, Facebook uh, profile in two thousand eight. Um, I, I listen to everything except for country or whatever. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> next question next question but you really do marty i thank you so much for coming on the podcast today to fill in for mike while he's gallivanting around europe drinking tea or whatever it is that they smoking cigarettes mm. in france is there anything else that you want to say about learning how to play guitar or playing guitar in general uh, before i let you go oh that's interesting i, I can say something profound uh yeah 100 just buy good equipment it seems really dumb and i don't even have i don't even own pedals or anything just buy something that you can yeah, you play that's good you don't need a pedal yeah. No, right i don't that's too much money uh buy good stuff um if if again if if you if you have if you're sort of getting into it or you're thinking about it just don't put any pressure on yourself just like you know just learn the stuff you really want to learn and just dive in and try to try to figure it on your own a lot of people are self-taught like i think we're actually rare neil and that we've had lessons mm-hmm. like you know the people that i play with uh, i think most of them are self-taught if not all of them I think so, Mike, Mike, know, Mike took lessons, I think. I can't remember where he Mike went. Mike took but, lessons, yeah. but I don't, I don't think like, yeah, I don't think our other friends have, but definitely other than Mike, like, you know, I don't think anybody else took them. So 100%, that's totally on there. Um, and then I do got to say, uh, this podcast is fun without Mike. I say, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Mike. It's definitely a good format yeah. to do, though. Like, if uh, Mike and I are ever away, we can definitely do something like this. And I had to pick a topic that I was like, okay, what's something that Mike won't miss not being on? And this was the only thing I could think about because, like, we love talking about games and movies, and he can talk about anything. So he can't really talk about learning how to play guitar at the age of 10. Yes, he can't talk about that. But I got to say, if this was the other way, Neil, you'd do a really good job of reeling me in. If it was Mike and I, I would just immediately make it unhinged and super uncomfortable. So you did a really good job with that. Thank you so much. Oh, no problem at all. But I'm a, I might be away uh, later on this year getting married i'm away next year on a couple of trips so if you and mike want True. to uh, you can be the official uh second or third or 2b host of the uh, unlocking <laughs> was cool podcast so by all means but marty thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast so can't wait to have you back again real soon no thank you neil that was fun all right take care buddy you too what a nice young man 
And that is when usually Mike would say, what a nice young man, but Mike's not here to say that, so it's just me again. Thank you so much for listening to Marty and I talk about learning how to play guitar and playing guitar. I really enjoyed that. It's a part of our lives that we don't get a chance to talk a lot about on this podcast since we're usually talking about movies and video games, which is a ton of fun, but uh, like Mike and I have talked about, we both do have a lot of passions outside of video games, and playing music is one of them. And like, it was really fun to talk about uh, playing music with Marty. Like he, he still plays a lot as an adult, which is super inspiring for me I love talking to musicians and how they practice and play and what they played when they were kids because it's so different from what I played even though Marty people might not know this Marty grew up about three or four hours away from Mike and I did he was far northern Ontario we were closer to Toronto and it sounds like he was more of a country kid and Mike and I were more of that classic rock punk rock kind of sound so it's really interesting like what different types of music people start off playing but we all learn the same fundamentals of those chords and learning how to just get the rhythm down of playing uh, strumming the strings and and building up the calluses and and getting that first maybe crappy guitar maybe you look out and get a really good guitar I love hearing stories about how people get into this hobby because it it's different for everybody but we all have the same love for music in some way so if you're listening to this and you are a guitar player or a music player yourself I, I appreciate you please keep practicing have a good time get better get you know learn songs that you like don't listen to what other people say if you want to learn how to play a simple plan song you learn how to play what's new scooby-doo on that guitar and uh, maybe send me a video of you playing What's New Scooby-Doo on guitar because I would love that, honestly. Send it to me on Discord. If you're if you're listening to this and you're not on our Discord page, go and find us. I'm not actually sure how to share a Discord page. I should probably figure that out, but uh, I'm rambling too much, so I should probably get off the microphone now. So that is all I have for this episode of episode 20. Please tune in next week on episode 21. We will be covering Pikmin on GameCube, going back to a game that we covered on the GameCube was Cool podcast way back in the day. We're going back again. Uh, it's timing up well with the new Pikmin 4, which is coming out on Switch very soon. Very excited about that. But we're going to go back to the game that started it all, Pikmin 1, one of my favorite games on the GameCube. So uh, if you listen to our episode on the GameCube is cool, you know the gist of what I'm going to be talking about. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to episode 20 of the Unlocking What Was Cool podcast. New episode every Thursday on all the major podcast services. Leave us a rating and a review so we can make the show better. You can support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash unlocking what was cool. All page Patreons get to submit and vote on our pan- on our monthly Patreon elected episode. Thank you so much to everybody who supports the show over there. You can follow us on Instagram or Facebook and join the weekly conversation on our Discord channel. Share us with your friends and family. Tell Marty McFly, Marty says hi. Thank you so much for the support, and we will see you next week. All right, I hit, I hit stop. Yeah, that was awesome, man. Crushed it. The Unlocking What Was Cool podcast is a recorded and produced show from Toronto, Canada and hosted by Mike Lane and Neil Gilbert. Additional voices provided by Victor Young. Special thank you to our Patreon supporters at the $5 level. Dean Donian, Joey Sirico, Marty Thompson, Double Ugly, Bendito Benito, AJ Olson 11, Pedro Marquez, Cube Dude, Bogus Lotus, Jude, and Way Overrated.